Hello and welcome to Anno Annie, our seasonal review and preview podcast brought to you, the viewers, through Patreon support. Check it out. Uh, we're going to begin with the spring 2017 wrap-up. Hmm. We've had... Who is going to begin, though? Oh, yes. Did we not draw a Strauss earlier? No, we, no didn't. we didn't. Why? All right, John can for it. I'm going to start with My Hero Academia. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thank you for solving this problem. <laughs> the second season, I guess, uh, which is a tournament because it's <sighs> battle fighting superhero school <clears throat> and you have to prove yourself. Yeah, like, this... Yeah. This this came out of nowhere. I was not expecting tournament immediately right out of season one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you were expecting drag out, yeah, Dragon Ball, yeah. five episodes of powering up, this, screaming. This show just, just continues to I'm give it to you. I'm going to try to win and sacrifice my body yeah. to win and be clever was, and sincere. Was the whole season a tournament? No. This season? This whole 13 episode arc? Yeah. It was all... No, wow. no. It was only like half. It's like the last four episodes, at least, dealt with him being... Uh, Something else. It dealt with the... Uh, the, the uh, oh, what's the internship program? No, that's the next... That's summer. Sorry, I thought that was Spider-Man okay. Homecoming. Yeah, now I'm confused. We're, we're, we're talking about lines. spring. This yes. Is, this is spring, which was the tournament arc. Right. And summer is the internship. Okay. Oh, the upcoming... Oh, I see. Okay. Which I will talk about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boku no Hero Academia, My Hero Academia, continues to be awesome and sweet. And maybe make you cry a little bit. Every time. Lots of frog? There's not a lot of frog, but oh, okay. she is excellent whenever she does appear. So it is worth it, getting... There's a lot of side characters, but they all have development arcs and okay. things like that. Yeah, yeah. the, the main complaint I've read people have about this is they don't like the main character, but if you can get through to getting to the school... Then you can like it because of all the side what? characters. He's, he's so earnest and hardworking, and he just wants to be a good person. And that's why. Yeah. They don't like that. No. Some I people don't like, like good people. They <laughs> want. They, some people wanted Shinji to like grow like about sixteen testicles and just smash his way into the Ava and just like destroy everything I, I, and be a hero. But there is a character for that here. Yeah. Yeah. He makes explosions. Yeah, and, and, and that's the, the thing. Worst. They, and they I act, hate him so much. They do such a very good job of making him so unsympathetic in his. But he's a good guy I, still. And that's the yeah. thing. Like that's. He still wants to be a hero. He's got like a power and a disposition that would make a good villain. Yeah. But he's a hero. I think we're looking at that whole millennial issue of oh, anytime you you're you're being uh, sincere and actually caring about something, you've lost. Oh and no, so, I've transitioned over to the new millennial yes. thing, which is just like all sincerity, actually caring, actual earnestness, and being sincere, yeah. and being sincere the about the things. The new millennials. Oh, is that what we're supposed to be doing now? I haven't read the new package. Yeah. New, new, new types. Oh, wow. Can we be called new types? You have to I, be born in space. I'm sorry. Darn it. That's right. how it works. You said my name. I said your name. So I go next. All right. Uh, I'm going to pick up with Alice Tozodoku. Because... I knew it! Because Heather was right. I was right. It is such a dad anime. Um... And it is it is totally it is totally up my alley. Uh, and watching the first episode is like, oh, I'm not gonna like this at all. Uh, and she's like, no, no, you will. Just hang on. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It um, looks like stylish, like a, a Monogatari. It feel yeah, like, I mean, from Which the looks of everything, is unappealing to me. The music, like the the music you'd be hearing right now, is actually kind of nice and fun and earnest. And she's like, I don't know, she's like a eight to ten year old girl, like. Um, 
but there's all sorts of weird people have their people have quirks. No, that's that's not the case. It's it's that uh, there's a few a few people that have these abilities that have manifested themselves, known as dreams of Alice, and that was the thing where I'm like, mm, shut down. I'm like, I don't give a crap. Whenever like stuff like that happens, but it's really about it's really about the relationship between her. Sana and Zoroku, who's an old man who has a who has a granddaughter already. He's looking after, and he just kind of is like, "All right, I'm going to help look after this little girl who clearly has no family now, and she's I the most powerful the, being on earth." I think the PV involved them like driving and wrecking a car. Yep. Or something. Yeah. Okay. That's all from the first episode. Yeah. Very different yeah. from what I expected. So, so first episode has like a lot of fighting and stuff that would really turn off Beach. And I was like, this is just going to be little girls with amazing powers fighting, and I don't think that's my jam. It's a magical girl thing that I kind of don't like when they're too powerful. But then it, like, after you get through that, it's like, oh, actually, um, Zoroku shows up, and he's like, mm, I don't like you being, uh, I don't like people doing crooked things. It's literally his yeah. catch. I don't like crooked things. This is his catchphrase. And he grabs, like, Santa by the ear or whatever, or, and, or smacks her on the head or something like, you know, like child abuse. And, but, like, does the thing in anime where, and then all the girls are like, you know, they start crying. Because yeah. they're like, I don't know how to react to this because I've never grown up with a parent. I've never grown up with somebody showing me authority. And I should be like, maybe I should just tear them limb from limb. But really, I'm just so surprised by it. Well, it's, it's And more, then I'm like, oh, oh, I see how this works. It's, this it's is, more like, oh, I'm rampaging and doing everything. And everyone's like, oh, well, we should shoot missiles at them. And old man comes along and is like, no. And they're like, no one's ever told me no before. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I get this. This is about having, this is about raising a problem child. And someone, a kid who wants to not, be better, not, like wants not a to a problem child, a child with special abilities. Yeah, and who wants to be like, like wants to understand what it's like to be human, because she's not human, and wants to understand that, and doesn't know how to go about doing it, and so he's basically taking the role of a, of a stern parent. And then there's, but there's like three arcs to the show, in 13 episodes, there's three little arcs to it, and it's like, I actually liked all three things that happened. It was a neat little show. Hmm. So now I have to name somebody else. Heather. <laughs> for those of you at home who are listening and not, for all of you at home, for those of you listening on the audio, Ian pointed at Heather. So Heather gets to go next. <laughs> for all of you listening when you're not at home, uh, please pause until you've left the house. <laughs> So I uh, I watched all of a show called Kabuki Boo, which, which uh, I I had picked on my yeah. list, but I didn't end up. You didn't watch it. I didn't watch hmm. any of it. Um. So Kabuki Boo essentially just means Kabuki Club. That's what the boo part is. Uh, I really like this show because it explores uh, Kabuki, but I also what I really like out of it is it's a show that is about a boy who wants to start a club at school. But he's not allowed to start the club because what he wants to do is put on kabuki theater. Okay. And that would be really expensive. So they're like, if you wanted to do a study club where you studied kabuki, <laughs> we, we, the school would fund that. But you, you want to do an outlandish thing and put on a traditional art? No. Which is great because it means that what they run for the entire 13 episodes or 12 episodes is not even Kabuki Boo. They have to run like Kabuki Circle. They can't no, they don't even get to be a yeah, Kabuki Yeah, they, they have to be a group. They're allowed to be a group because groups don't get funding in the same way as clubs do. Yeah. And they go around trying to make Kabuki happen. And they do a really good job of it because they also end up trying to, uh, when they first start, they just put on uh, a standard Kabuki show. Mm-hmm. 
and then they realize that their classmates don't understand anything that's going on. And so they find ways to translate it. And one of the things they do is they, they do a stage play twice. They do a modernized version of Kabuki Boo with uh, modern clothing and a modern setting. Mm -hmm. And then they do the, ori the original place so that people watching have a better understanding mm -hmm. of what's going on. Yeah. So you watch like a, you're watching a short scene as like, here's what it would look like in the modern era with modern speech. And then here's what that's, here's we're going to do the same thing again. It's going to be back in that era, overly, overly done, everything so, else. So they're Baz Luhrmanning it as they go. Yeah. Essentially, and yeah. at the same time, there's, there's uh, traditional kabuki people in the show who are angry mm, that the they're heroes. doing that. And then there's like, um, what do they call the guy who shouts? Oh, I can't remember what they call them again. But yeah, there there is a there is a role of the guy who yells out the name of the of their of of an actor. That's like their job at the Kabuki Theater. Yeah, they love that. Yeah, yeah. They 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 go and they they yell out the name of the actor. So when he shows up for the first time and he sees the modernized version, he's really upset because he's like, I can't. Where is my role? Yeah. Where to go? I don't get to yell at the name of an actor on stage. And then and then they show the traditional part, and he's like, Okay, I see what you're doing. I don't like it. Here are some changes you should make. But he's like super supportive. Hmm. It's just interesting to see a fan role as well. Yeah, it's. I think it's really cool because um, well, and having talked with our friend Ryan, who just like spent six months in Japan, actually studying, actually studying and dancing kabuki, and uh, and for him to come back and say, yeah, there's a, the the game is afoot in in the kabuki world right now, hmm. where. Modernization is happening because Kabuki was always meant to be an evolving art form, and he says there is a period of time where they had to literally say to the American uh, um, occupiers, they had they had to say, "Let us hold Kabuki." They're like we can't let you hold Kabuki because you're using it to say like terrible things about us, the occupiers. And they're like, "No, no, Kabuki is a fixed art form and has always been this way for hundreds of years." And so, over the last eighty years, that's how it's been. As they as they locked it down, they said this is only supposed to be this way. So. We have this modern interpretation of Kabuki being a certain way. It turns out that's not the case. It was always that's supposed to be kind of a slow evolution. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. So it's like, so these kids are like fighting against this idea in the show. And Ryan was saying, yeah, there's actually people in the community, Kabuki like theater groups, who are like, we want to be doing a little more stuff that modernizes, staging the the, the, the setting the stage for a modernization movement yeah. once yeah. the rest of the the rest of the masters die. Yeah. yeah, there's and there's some really neat stuff that they do with like video projectors at one point to Ooh. do backdrops and subtitling. Oh, and, that's a good idea. And yeah. whatnot, like and and certain problems they have to overcome in order to get their stage productions. I really liked, especially since the main character, who's super into Kabuki, is so he. He he's really good at saying the lines, but and but he can't do the lines and do the appropriate motions at the same time. So his kabuki is terrible. Yeah, he so can read. He spends the entire show mostly being a stagehand and dressing up in the traditional stagehand gear. Whoops. Yeah, and beating the sticks. That's that's the role he gave himself. He's like, I just want to do this. But I, I really like that. Yeah, it was fun. Fascinating. All right, uh, I'm gonna move on to Attack on Titan. The the foretold season. Oh yes. That finally finally happened. Oh that's a horse getting yeah. Oh yeah, that horse gets picked up. Yeah. That horse gets whipped through the air. Oh, I thought yeah. it was food. Goodbye, Mike. No, no, they don't eat the horses. I see. And it it's used a weapon because that giant beast titan is intelligent. Sasquatch Titan. Is oh. it because the horses are okay. too stringy? They just don't 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's because there's like weird Titan. relationships between Titans and humans. And it's because mm. the Attack on Titan does not take place in France. <laughs> oh, okay. So Why would you pick France for horse meat? Like, so it's the one place I've eaten horse meat. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, back. Run, run, run this down. How was it? We just finished it recently. Yeah. This season. It's, it's showing a lot more of its kind of true colors now, yeah. where it's like being a little more transparent about it being like a shounen series instead of a serious politics series. Huh. Okay. But where it's just also... like get, main character screams a lot and then gains superpowers to hit things. Like ah, it's yeah. that kind of yeah. show. Shonen. But there's also like a lot of body horror oh, in okay. it. Is and it still bleak? Uh, mm, it's hard to say because they're setting up something else. The nature yeah. of the show has changed oh. since the, the bleakness of the original, but they're certainly not, they've, they've dropped the whole, there are untold mysteries and one day you'll get to figure them out. This has just been like one episode is a reveal, next episode here's another reveal. Oh. So it's, it's starting to give you actual information about what's going on and I liked that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. the, an the animation's still top notch. Yeah. And creepy AF. But uh, yeah, if you if you like the first season, check it out. I would be really weirded out if the animation dropped in quality, given how popular the fan base it, is. it has. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, but the, the, also the ending theme for this season is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so the much. The animation is so There's, good. Like, it's basically like a nightmare choir. Singing over top of like. Remember the the opening of uh, Nausicaa, with like all the tapestry and old. It's uh, just like all of oh, this ink work stuff that's moving. Ancient art. Oh, okay. That's been made yeah. to come to life to depict <laughs> what may or may not have been the history of this Titan-filled world. Cool. It's very, very creepy and very beautiful, and totally out of line with the opening theme, which is. Uh, Still like that kind of like, like, gung-ho military. Here's Gurunno Yumiya again, but slightly different. And then the animals show up in the opening theme. Yeah, there's some weird stuff with just like, yeah, everything's struggling to survive. Ghosts Here's the heart of life. Whales and, and there's just like the titans monkeys. coming while the animal spirits just run. run at them. Very... One of them's like a dinosaur and one of them's like a sea turtle. It's... And then one of them's that, that, that Sasquatch we see in the, the clip here. So I don't know what's... That's the mystery you don't get is what's okay. going on in the opening theme. Also the walls have titans in them, yeah. which is not really a spoiler, but it's just like, yeah. what well, what if hell? What if walls were titans? <laughs> it's true now. It's just like, why is any of this happening? Because it's not a serious politics okay. show. Okay. It's shown in. It's yeah. about explosions. All right. It's a lot of fun. Beach. All right. Uh, Natsume Yujincho Roku, which is Natsume's book of friends, season six. Um, it is as fun as it was. Uh, it's actually been nice. There's been there's more character development uh, again in this uh, in in this arc, especially at the end of the series. Um, we still haven't spent a lot of time with Natsume's grandmother, which is, I believe... The, the entire one. point of the series? Well, she's the one who essentially makes the Book of Friends, is as far as I can tell. Yeah. I don't even know if that's technically true. Maybe no, she finds I, and they, adds I think more, they mentioned that in like the second yeah. season, yeah. that yeah, she's she the one it. that found the names of all of And the... starts putting it together yeah. as a thing. So um, it's, it's, it's just more f fun 
things of oh here's a here's a poor spirit who's having a problem or here's a person who's having yeah, a problem. Yeah, but it's it's a little bit different because it's like the first season we've had where throughout the entire season he does not return a single name. Yeah. He oh. the, the book gets mentioned, it gets brought up, it's important cuz he's actually finally going to maybe talk to somebody about it. Yeah. But he doesn't actually return anyone's name. He doesn't even I think he well, has maybe one show up that that yeah, it's like done in passing. Window. I think but he like returns the name in passing. It's not important this season. Yeah. yeah. The, the first episode I thought was interesting too because it's like, um, it's a, uh, we see a lot of shots of Natsume as like, like a 10 year old boy or something like that. And there's like a, um, the first episode actually is, is based around this, um, this one creature showing up. I forget the name of what the creature was called again, but basically... Oh, the turns one back was... time, like turns him back yeah. into a ten-year-old, and he's and he basically like reverts to the way he was, and he's basically this sullen little kid who doesn't want to talk to anybody, who is constantly like afraid of things, and then his his friends show up, the two friends who are actually like knowledgeable that he actually has this ability, and they're like, we need to help him, but also we are like high school students, and he doesn't know who we are, he doesn't remember anything, but we need to try to help him out. Um, and at the same time, we also need to track down this monster who, this, this not monster, this yokai, who gave him what he thought was a gift by saying, I will, yeah. you know, I will make you young again. Na and he's Na like, I don't Natsume, want that. Natsume helped him, like, add, like, helped him get a jar off his head or something. Yeah. And so this was so payback. This was like, oh, you helped me. Well, then I will do this thing. And people actually do seek out this yokai to do this Being kind younger. of thing. Yeah. So... As far as he was concerned, he was giving him a gift. And it was a nice way, like they really, they show a lot of him being very young in the opening sequence. And so there's this sense of, oh, well, this is this very important to the the series. It isn't. It's more important <laughs> to this first episode. Mm -hmm. But it is really important because it's like you get a chance to see this is what he was like yeah, as a kid. The, now the, we get to know. The overall theme of this season, I would say, is him looking back and being like, oh, I used to not be able to trust people, but look at me now. I have friends. I have family. And there's even I'm some, in a good spot. There's even some episodes that are like focused on like his friends and his relationship with that one friend or his uh, or a couple of friends or even friends who don't know that he can see yokai his relationship with them instead and uh, which i think is kind of fun also it's like we're getting to actually solidify the the bonds he's building with people around him and then the second half of the series gets into more of like we're going to build out more of the the story of the show the overarching stuff with the uh, I forget the name of the friggin' uh, the Matsuda or whatever the other the other uh, big exorcist house that wants to like basically own all the exorcism shit in Japan. So they're very creepy looking, and they dress in suits. They're and very they, sinister. They would like everyone to work for them. Yeah, but good show so far. So yeah, passing it along. Then I guess back to you. Ah, ah, okay. Ah, uh -huh. gonna yes. have to do work. Well, no, that's uh, unfortunate because we're gonna have to talk about. Uh, we're gonna have to go back in time. In yeah. fact, another. Uh, Three years to the year 19, 2014. <laughs> 19, 2014 with blue blazes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is <laughs> not an anime. Well, and this show will take you all the way back to 1980. It's for, set in 1980 and yeah. 1981. Yeah, and it's this is the story of uh, a young boy in the Osaka Arts. Fine, Fine yeah. Arts University training to be a fine artist. And he starts off trying to decide what he wants to work on and eventually decides to start working on manga. But in his class are the founding members of Gainax. So you get to have this story of 
a, a young artist trying to find his way, paralleled by the beginnings of the founding of Studio Gainax and their making of the Daikon 3 animation. And it's just an amazing series of just the way that they're able to cinematographically, cinematographically uh, film what a manga looks like, but with live action. Yeah, they made a live action anime basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. And at the same time, teach you things about the process for making anime and manga and have a character grow mm -hmm. and learn things and have you like and learn about all these other characters. In such an important time in, in Japanese animation history. Like there's a there, there's a scene uh, later on in the series where uh, Hideaki Anno and the rest of the Gannix crew, after successfully showing the Daikon 3 animation, successfully showing it without sound and having the crowd love it, which I believe is something that did happen. Mm -hmm. at that, at that They then get to meet Osamu Tezuka afterwards. Oh, cool. Yeah. Who, remind, who lets them know that, you know, I was watching that and there's something missing from the, uh, from the series, from your, your animation. And they're like, what, what did we miss? Oh god, in that whole thing, this, the Daikon 3 animation is just a, a mashup of so many animations. And fan, and so, properties. And fan properties. Not one Tezuka character is in there. <laughs> so here you are being told by the god of manga yeah. that uh, your thing's great, but there's something missing. Some mysterious thing. <laughs> and then, of course, one of the members doesn't know who he is. Oh, Tezuka is. It's wow. so amazing. Yeah. Oh, is it the producer guy? Yes. He's yeah, my okay. favorite character. No, I really than, like him. Other than Anno. But my understanding of Blue Blazes as well is that it's it is fictionalized. Yes, it is autobiographical, but it is also a fictionalized autobiography, uh, and by the main character who went on to do stuff and is actually like he 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 made works later. Yeah, he's a mangaka. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's funny because it's like he paints himself as his main character, and when you watch the main character, you're like, oh, this guy is. Awkward as hell. He's making all of the newbie mistakes. Yeah, and and, and it's so funny because it's like he's literally writing that about himself. So it's like that's a, a lot of awareness. But I'm like, man, if this dude acted like this back in the day, like I wonder if he still kind of acts like this now too. If it's just part of his personality. <laughs> but I, th I think we'll have to uh, do a deep dive on this sometime in the future because I think Corey and I have a lot to talk about on this. It's yeah. real cool. So like I want to watch this and watch Otaku no Video and the Daikon opening. That's a great and, idea. Yeah. Oh. Is, uh, I was just going to say, out of curiosity, is what we're seeing in this opening actually indicative of the style of the show? Somewhat yes and no. no. Like there, there will be sequences that are kind of manga-ish, but not quite to this extent. Um, Although for Anno's character, they do often white out his glasses yeah. in shots, but and they'll light him that way. But it's this sort of animated live-action. It's it's style. it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more conventionally filmed oh, okay. for most of the series. Yeah, it's conventionally filmed, but like you know things that characters do in TV series where they have like an internal monologue going on, and then they change their face to like, haha, I'm winning. Yeah, or... They do that in the live action. So oh, they have like a character staring at another character, and then he'll like ha ha ha, and you can hear the monologue yeah. in his head. Or they'll, they'll in Anok's case, they'll literally take, get get a highlight light and point it at his glasses, so that his glasses just become full white to the camera. Yeah, and they'll do scenes where they like cut out the backgrounds of shots or so insert overlays and compositing to make it look. It's part of emphasis. animated. Yeah. 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 So even though it's it's uh, it's live action, it's considered. To be an anime, really. 
No. No. <laughs> it's still, it's very but live it's, action. But it's such a live action. But it's, oh, okay. it's so much about anime that I think it's, yeah. it's, 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 I mean, we can talk about dramas here if we want to, right? We, yeah. get, to, we get to decide sure. that. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about dramas. I mean, the, um, what I loved about this was also that the, just the bits that I've seen is that the women, especially like, like her that we're seeing on screen right now, um, she is, like to me, I, you're showing this to me, I'm like, she is a caricature. She's yeah. not supposed to be. She's supposed to be very two dimensional as as a character, as a character. And then her, she's also very caricaturish because every time she she sees something or acknowledges something, she like she salutes. She's extremely animated. She's always talking. To yeah, she's like this. Always no, she, there, there are scenes where she like hit. Him yeah, for like thirty seconds, which is a thing, of course, people wouldn't do in real life, but it's a thing you'll see people do in anime because you get the same motion over and over. But she'll salute, and there's always a sound effect. Yep. She doesn't make it; the show makes a sound effect, but it's it's constant. Like there's these things of like, oh, these people are meant to be like just ratcheted up versions of yes. who they probably yeah. were. And right down to the opening theme itself, this is this animation Corey found is just all references to other animation. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's if you if you do a Google search, there's one that's like Blue Blazes OP references. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and it'll show you all of the animated references to these poses that are being made in in famous series. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the other thing I wanted to point out though about this series, I don't know where I found someone on my Twitter feed said you need to watch this series just out into the the void. Yeah, it happened in 2014. I have no idea how this escaped my radar for this long, but. If you're watching this or listening to this, at time of recording, you can still watch Blue Blazes on Viki.com, V-I-K-I.com. Okay. It's a it's an official uh, release, but you can watch it streaming there for free. With subtitles. Yeah, with subtitles, but they do give it a weird name. They call it Blue Fire. So look for oh, it there. Oh, okay. No, I could see why they would do that. Yeah. It's not as good as Blue Blazes, but I, I could see why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's been that's been my big thing of the last season. Yeah, I'm deeply in love with this series. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep watching this. So I guess back to Beach. Heather. 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 Hey. Um, I also watched all of Kinka Banto Otome, Girl Beats Boys. Yeah. Which I really liked. I. So, there is a video game series called Kenka Banto, which is a fighting series. This is a spin this was a spin-off game, uh spin-off Otome game. So it's uh, an Otome game is a uh, is what? It's a it's a girl game. Okay. Essentially, but a lot of them are dating sims. But they're it's a it's not a girl game like a gal game. It's a girls game. It's like a game meant for it, women it's, to play. It's a girl marketed towards girls. Okay. Okay. And it is a dating sim game with I believe still fighting elements. That I think hmm. might be rhythm based, but I can't quite tell. I hope I really, they are. Really, really, really <laughs> want to play relevant this game for some reason. <laughs> I really want to play this game. Um, it's it's very short. It's like I think eleven episodes. I remember this one. Twelve. It's twelve episodes, and they're they're like eight minutes. Eight minutes, eleven minutes long, and it's about a girl who's pretending to be her twin. And fight in a school to become the top fighter, and it is the best show ever, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Which is not true. There's other shows that are better, but I really, I don't know. I really like her going in and fighting 
what what I do to who are clearly going to be romantic interests, but they don't know it. Yeah, and then even later on in the series, it's like they're still not establishing there's supposed to be a romance here because it's like, oh, they're all dudes, right? So you're not going to have yeah. a romance. You're going to have buddies. The ending for it I found was not great, but I think it is mostly just an advertisement for their game, which also just got a sequel. Oh. I, what I loved about it was the fighting animation, because in something that is only eight minutes long, they, they made some clear choices where it was like, if we're going to spend the budget on anything, we have to make the fights look good. And um, in the initial episode where she gives away who, what her name is, what the, name, the person she's pretending to be to this dude who like befriended her. Oh, Hikaru? Him. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm uh, Oniwa, whatever, Oniwa Banshee, it doesn't really matter, but my name is Hikaru. Um, and he gets like the dude that like befriends her is all like freaked out. He's like, "You've been playing me for a fool this entire time. You're like the strongest guy from whatever fool we're, like school. We're gonna fight." And and she's like, "Oh, I don't want to fight." He's like, "Come on, you know this is how we have to do it because you're like you're so strong. But you know I'm I'm stronger than you. are gonna kick your ass or whatever." And she's like, "Fine." And he throws a punch and she dodges. Throws a punch again, dodges. And there's this shot and you can even see it in the um, in in the trailer where she throws like three punches and she goes chest chest and then like punches him in the face. And it's the cleanest three punches I've ever seen anyone animate. It's whack, whack, whack. And I'm like, shit, that was great. Because that took like about a second and a half to show, but it was like you could really feel how powerful it was. Mm -hmm. And that kind of convinced me. I was like, this is going to be a really good show for really quick fights. Like just kind of mm -hmm. showing how fast this can happen. Right. What I really like is the, the, the school backdrop because everywhere over the outside and the inside of the school is full of graffiti. Of just words that say things like death everywhere. Hell. It's 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 meant to make the school look really grungy and like, <laughs> oh, we're a fighty school. And I'm like, but half the time, you there's no real reason for your school to be covered in graffiti other than you're you're trying to be like everyone here is tough. Yeah, <laughs> and there's places where they couldn't even get to put graffiti like on top of the clock tower. There's like no way there should be graffiti up there, and there is. Yep, it's really over the top. <laughs> in industrious kids with good repelling gear. I guess yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go back in time as well. Oh, I see. 20, 1995, I think. It's a revolutionary girl lieutenant. Which actually takes place in 1980, anyway. I don't think so. <laughs> don't think, no. It takes I, place I, out of time. I think it, it's from 95, I don't know. Or is it from like 91? It's I, really early. It's 96, actually. No, actually, no. Lieutenant? 30th yeah. anniversary this year. Yeah, no, that's that's 1997. Yeah, eight, 97, 98. Okay. Anyways, how is 30 years? Don't. Yeah. Wait. Twentieth anniversary, then whatever. I don't care. Moving on. Sorry, Corey. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Blu-ray re-release, uh, December, uh, remastering, very beautiful. But I haven't seen this, and I've seen Penguin Drum and Yurikuma Arashi, and I've, so now I'm on the third season of this, and it's so good. Yeah, and you're kind of working your way backwards through the uh, through I'm the oeuvre of... backwards through time. I decided to watch Utena backwards. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm watching Utena forwards, but I'm watching the Ikuhara works, I guess. So next up is Sailor Moon S. Yeah. I don't think Sailor Moon S is thematically tied to Utena, <laughs> Penguin Drum. I don't think you well. I don't think you know enough about Sailor Moon S. If we consider uh, Uranus and Neptune, <laughs> yep. Then and maybe Hot and Hotaru and Chibi. That's true yep. as well. Yeah, okay. I can lend it to you if you really want, anyway, but I don't think you need to. Tell us why that we one. should watch Utena. 
Go ahead, convince me. Well, apparently me. you just want lesbians. I do! You're right! I love Yuri works. <laughs> yep. Dad, oh. enemy, and Yuri. That's yeah. all oh, Beach God. watches. Yeah, like, it's not actually that great for, for Yuri. Like, there's there's Utena and the Rose Bride, and that's about it. Yeah. There's way fewer lesbians in this than the bear anime. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and Penguin Drum has also, like, one, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Mm. But, so, uh... I would not actually recommend Ikahara for you to get your, your lesbian <laughs> fix. Wow. It is more about the serious depiction of society and the treatment and like consumerism around lesbian works. Yes, the, this whole show is about adolescence. What? That's that's the understanding that I. But have. it happens in a school and there's fighting. Yeah, <laughs> there and sure there's is. adolescence in the oh. title. So it's the one I just watched. Oh, they're the same. I just, I mean, I really liked. I like Utana because of um, just how. Uh, I don't know. I, I I liked watching how kind of like abstract it is. There's. I know there's meaning to be derived from all the symbolism, yeah. but it's like I just loved how abstract. There's it an is. episode where there's an accident while they're eating curry that start does a body swap, and the right. schemy evil little sister character goes off on a trip to India to get a spice mix, and she is pursued and constantly thwarted by elephants, and they call it back later. During yes. during like a recap, but a significant character growth recap yeah. episode, and it's just like I wasn't going to take this seriously, but this is beautiful. <laughs> the, the the thing about Ikuhara's works is that everything is deliberate, and no series is more so than than Utena in that respect. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the first series I think where he really got the chance to make what he wanted. But it's like when they go to duel on time. In the in the castle area, mm -hmm. uh, every single duel has its own music. Yeah, but leading up to each duel is the same music every time. So yep. if you you think it's going to be this weird shonen thing where you go through the transformation and you you have your lead up to the fight, and then everyone's different. They're, the the themes, not just the theme music, but the you're right, the theme as a whole of what's going on in the arena. Yeah, well, and and everyone's fighting for a different thing. Yeah. Everyone's fighting for a different thing, but even like. The reason for the fight happening changes the arena itself. Yeah. 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 I, Especially in the Black Rose Saga. During the Black Rose Saga, it sets up like a series of desks set up like a classroom, and they'll each have an object on the desk. And then on the floor are body outlines yeah. that, like, as the characters like, lose like, their duels, they like, like fall into the chalk body outline. It's, yeah. I guess we should do a really quick recap for those of you who are completely lost about what we're talking about. Utina's a school about a girl. Uh, a school <laughs> about a girl. That's not inaccurate. This is my series. Anyways, yeah. uh, this young girl, her parents die, and she also wants to die, but a prince comes along and tells her that she's strong and that if she keeps this ring, that someday she'll find him again. And so she ends up going to the school and finds out that the ring makes her a duelist, which is a contest to become the partner of the Rose Bride. So that will give you the power to revolutionize the world. But she doesn't really know that. Whatever she just that knows that you can control the Rose Bride. And yeah. so she ends up kind of falling in love with the Rose Bride and fighting to protect her so that she can have her own life instead of being a tool for whatever other person's motivation. Yeah, because she does, like when she meets the prince, she's like, this is great, There's this, I, I am strong. 
And she's like, well, the best way to be strong, obviously, then is to be a prince. Yeah, she wants to be a prince. Yeah. It's not that she's in love with the prince necessarily, it's that she wants to be yeah. the so hero. She, she dresses in boys' clothes yeah. and uses yeah. men's uh, speech. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then everything, and then now take that and then put that in front of everything else we just said about the show. Yeah. And it's yeah. very, very good. Good rewatch. First watch. <laughs> I yeah, have... it's, it's not a rewatch if she hasn't seen it before. And my next? Yeah. Let's all talk about Sakura Quest. Yeah. 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 Chupacabra. <laughs> the yeah. kingdom of Chupacabra. Yeah. This is uh, another PA work show. Um, we talked about these previously. Uh, Hanasaku Iroha, which is about a 16-year-old uh, um, girl work, going to school but also working in like a hot springs in um, Shirobako, which mm -hmm. is about a bunch of high school girls graduating and becoming like college-age girls but going into the going into the anime industry and all taking different roles within like the anime industry one becomes a uh, producer essentially. Let's oh, not talk about Shirobako yeah. when we're talking yeah. about Sakura. What, what, what is so, this one about? So now this is about college-age girls again uh, all ending up in or living in a small town and trying to revitalize the tourism industry and trying to revitalize the small town in general. Uh, our, our hero here with the pink hair, uh, she gets the job as queen of the kingdom of Chubacabra, which, watch the show to figure out why this is a thing, but she becomes the queen, which just basically means that she, she has a main role in the tourism industry, and then she slowly makes friends with all of these other girls and starts to work with them to revitalize things going on in the town. There is a second season. This was first core, uh, second core we're already into this season, so which means I'll be continuing to watch it. Um, and it's charming as hell. I because it's got some weird goofy moments, but it's also like you want to watch them you you want to watch them succeed. And it's the show's also really good at leaving cliffhangers at the end of most of the episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like with with Shirobako, I like I binged that crap. I was just like, mm, this is great. And then this show, eh, the episodes kind of piled up. Yeah. And we're kind of into it. The, it's okay. My, I, feel, you go ahead. I, I love and hate the old man character. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he's, the Chupacabra man? Yeah, yeah, because he's very set in what he thinks that they need to do. But he's also very set in what they think that they need to do and their stupid ideas. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. He doesn't realize that it's like, they, this. maybe this is something they should have cut loose a long time ago and focused on something different. And instead, he's he's really been... Pushing like well, we have to work within the constraints of the things we've already made 30 years ago Because apparently there was a hot boom at the time 30 years ago in Japan or 20 years ago in Japan or whatever where people were making f like Kingdoms they were kind of becoming independent states where they make like a false kingdom or, Yeah, but it's a real thing. Yeah, like, the, the yeah. kingdom is actually self-contained government. Yeah, which so is, she is actually the queen yes. of the town. She's appointed queen by the tourism board, but she's queen of the town. It's yeah. like ah, so I, yeah, I, I think I got the wrong impression from about what P, PA Works is from Shirobako. Yeah, because what I loved about Shirobako was the information about the industry. Right. And what I'm seeing now is that PA Works is the Kyoto animation of young girls having jobs. <laughs> huh. I think I think PA Works has found definitely found something that works for them mm -hmm. as a as as a. They must have they must have a producer on board who really like jives with these kind of stories, and I really like this. I think it's a fun comedy. It's fun. Uh, there's moments of drama in it, not heavy drama, but it's all very light. Yeah, it's a very light series, mm -hmm. but it's. I, I think it's very compelling. I think it's yeah, it's definitely in, in your wheelhouse. Yeah, definitely I in my wheelhouse. I, I found it very enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
So it's, 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 it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I don't find it as engaging. Yeah. Well, it's not saying anything serious. I mean, other than the fact that the most serious thing it's saying is that small towns in Japan are dying. Yeah, no, I watched Attack on Titan. I'm not looking yeah. for... Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I know. like yeah, I, I'm entertain me, but... I, I'm yeah. currently watching this show, but in uh, live action form, in the form of a drama called Amachan. Oh, yeah. Where she goes back and becomes a, an idol for uh, a small town that used to have uh, skin divers for uni. Yeah. And it's basically the same show, but not animated. It's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, who has more things to talk about? For this season? I or for spring? Right? I have one. Okay. Go for okay. it. I'm going to talk about it briefly because I don't think we should really talk about it. But I feel like if we don't bring it up, people will ask why we didn't bring it up. Little Witch Academia. Oh, yeah. Yes. Is a fantastic show. Yes. And is unfortunately only half of it is available on Netflix now. It just came out. I am, and people have been very excited that it hit Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I'm very happy that they're excited. I'm very happy to see my friends online who've been watching it on Netflix be very happy with it. But they don't know. They cannot know how good it really is because the second half isn't there where it really hits good. Oh, yeah. Trigger does this thing like, does, in these does, shows uh, where they... Craw even show up? Like 13th episode no. is when she appears, I believe. Yeah. That, oh, that's, no. Yeah, that's yeah. Second, the oh, second no. part. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to really talk about it because I want all of it to be out where people can have seen it. And we have all seen it. Yes, there, there are yes. other methods for you available. Yeah. Check your fall off the back of an internet truck. But yeah, um, I do. We found think, these on the ground. I do think once it is all out on Netflix, we should maybe uh, talk about that one a little deeper. Yeah, I would like to a lot deep dive on. on that specific show yeah. as well, we, or we, maybe even just a Studio it, Trigger or I yeah, don't know. Actually, I don't even know. A Studio Trigger discussion this, would probably be a good. This idea. is probably the okay. Other than Lulico, this is probably the one show for for Trigger that I've actually really liked all the way through. Yeah. And even Luluco, I didn't really jive with for a while. Because Luluco is a reference to all of their other work, yeah. so it's like... The love letter. Style. Love there are a lot of things that I didn't care about for Luluco. There's a lot of stuff in Trigger I don't like. Little Witch Academia really feels like the culmination of what they were trying to do with the with their first short, or OVA, whatever you want to say, and then the second one, and it's kind of like, you know what, mm -hmm. if we wipe the slate clean, you don't have to watch the first two that came out, so if you wipe the slate clean and start Little Witch Academia over, this is exactly what they were this trying is, to do. This is also the it's first the uh, Magical Girl show, and I call it Magical Girl, even though that's very broad uh, for what this is. Um, where I have liked the main character. Mm. Generally, magical girl shows, I prefer secondary characters. But for this one, I really like Akko. Well, I'll take secondary characters on this show. <laughs> I know the, the, sec the sec and, uh, secondary characters are fantastic, yep. don't get me wrong. But, oh, but I really actually but like sushi the main is character. So good. Um, Susie is the best. Oh, also, if you, do, if you do watch this on Netflix, and you can do it. Please don't watch it in English. Please watch it in Japanese with the English subtitles. You don't subtitles. like Amanda? I like Amanda, the, the, but I really like Diana. The voices that they gave for the... What Susie does is not really... We don't have a comparative way of doing that in English. And yeah. what they did with Diana in English is not the same. And I really feel like that has to be watched in Japanese. Oh, right. Diana, they made her more they, they made her, smug, rich, uh, posh. Yeah, rich, posh. And we, she is rich, and she is a little bit but that's snobby. Not, it's going to be a problematic they, choice. It's it conflicts different. with her arc. Yeah. 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 
Oh, oh well. I love that show. So That's much. my only request. Yeah. yeah. Please, please watch it in Japanese. Please watch Little Witch Academia. Please watch it in Japanese. If, if, you, if you'd like to try it and you've never done something like this before, this is a great place to start. Okay, so moving on to summer. Yes. I'm going into Welcome to the Ballroom. Hey, yeah. yeah. Sports good. anime about dancing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a sports anime about dancing. You heard correctly. With Richard Gere? Yes, <laughs> it is Shall We Dance. But the Japanese yeah. one, but. but about children. <laughs> this is like two ballroom dancing manga came out at the same time, apparently. And yeah. this one made it to anime, which I'm like, that's great, that's the other fine. One, the other one didn't get for, farther into its arc. Oh, though. I see. Okay. So it's been slower. And then this one, you know, he's had a competition yeah. in, in the manga, at least. So good, good time to start. Are they going to nationals? <laughs> yeah, actually. Look, he's, it's about competitive ballroom dancing. <laughs> yeah. He, he gets a number and a suit and oh, has wow. to slick his hair back and try to not let his partner down. Beautiful. Yeah, and he's he's the hardworking type. <laughs> so. so and sh and the and the main the main female character hates him. Yep. We watched we uh, Beach and I've seen the first episode of the series oh. and I do really like it, but the opening with the way some of the bodies are drawn I have at the same time really messes with me. Because it's like clamp style. Yeah, like this is production ID. So there's gonna be some like they're it's, very it's gonna very be good thin. quality animation, but it's gonna and they twist and turn in ways that I don't think people can. Yeah. And it's it's cool, but at the same time I'm not familiar with it and it hmm. bugs me a little. Weird. All right, Beej, what you got? Oh, right. I did find uh, Ballroom really, really... Uh... Okay, really we're going to talk about Centaur no Nayami, or Centaur's Worries, uh, because I like Monster Girl series, clearly. This is, I think... Did it have to be about a centaur? <sighs> it doesn't have to be about a centaur. Centaurs keep showing up in all the stuff, though. about a centaur who wears pants like that. They, have, they wear pants because that's what human beings do, is that we wear pants. Human. They are all humans. Oh my god, this answers the question of how a dog would wear pants. No, I, I don't, don't like don't it. Like it. <laughs> See? See? So, uh, Centaur's Worries is actually, I think, the first Monster Girl manga I was reading because somebody was saying, this is really cool. I'm like, okay, and then I started reading it. And... The thing about the manga is when you read the one shot, or I think like the first chapter, I think it's a one shot that preceded it. It is definitely a very different manga in tone because it's it starts with two girls making out, and ah, read or die. Yeah, and it's kind of like, okay, well, cool. I mean, I'm all for two girls making out, you know, right? That's my that's also my jam, and um, and it, but it also is like here's a here's a semi lewd conversation that they're having in class between classes. Uh, and it, it, talking about lesbians and stuff like that, and I'm kind of like, okay, this is whatever this is, cool. Maybe this is the way this is going to go. It's going to be about like girl-girl relationships, but they're all monster girls. When they actually serialized it, it turned into a world-building exercise of what would an actual world look like when you had a bunch of people living in it where humans, hu four-legged, like like four-limbed humans, don't exist, where six-limbed humans were the norm, and then evolution followed an unusual path where you have all these different... Like, so I want to point out that in the six limbs, they include wings are limbs, mm -hmm. and sometimes I think antlers are supposed to count as limbs. Yes. Okay. They're all technically humans that evolved out of four-limbed humans, and now they're all six-limbed humans, and it's weird. No, no, the, the four-limbed creatures... Bro there's actually literally the first episode. So here's the, the other way thing, around. Too. When you watch the first episode... Um, it opens with two girls making out. 
So I'm okay. like, that's a nod back to the one shot, obviously. But oh. they pick, they picked a story that happens like a few chapters in to start that for like the first half. It's about kids having a play, like putting on a play. It's part of a school festival, whatever. And then the second half of the episode is they they have this lecture from a teacher who is saying to them, "Here's how biology works." You can t you can sell me on this by telling me it's Animal Farm. It's not Animal Just Farm. Like, six limbs good, um, four limbs bad. That's my favorite part about Animal Farm is when you open it up the first page, there's two pigs making out. L literally, though, um, what what I thought was amazing, the choice they made for the second half is that uh, the teacher's giving this thing about how, like, no matter what, you have to understand that equal everyone's human. E everyone is e everyone is equal. And that you are not supposed to discriminate against anyone, or else you will be sent to re-education camps. Like they like literally lay all this shit out. And there's two shadowy figures standing in the hallway who are watching her do this. And at the end of her lecture, they nod and they and they walk away. Yeah. And it's like they're teaching this. They teach this shit. This is indoctrination. It's like it's like everybody has to be equal no matter what. It's very it's enforced equality as opposed to like equality that you strive for. That's very Japanese. It's yeah, it was really kind of interesting because it's like um, because. The you've all probably also seen in the intro. There looks like there's like there's a there's a snake person as well, and they call them like snake people or something like that, or serpentors or whatever the hell. They're actually known as Antarcticans. You're not supposed to refer to them in this other way because that's derogatory. You're supposed to call them Antarcticans because that's who they actually are. And it seeing the world building and seeing the ideas like the guy went into into this thing of like here's how you would make a car so that centaurs can drive it. I have a question. Yes. Do they address swimsuits? Yeah. How does a one-piece swimsuit work on a horse person? I can't remember. I think they have to and put the whole thing on. Like, does, does, does it come, like, around the back and then up? Well, I there's, think there's a shot with them in, like, bikinis, so I think it's a bikini. That's the other question. I think it's a two-piece. How do bikinis work on horse people? I think it's a two-piece. Yeah, you, you literally have a top, and then you have a bottom that is, like, a big suit. But does it come down to, like, the middle and then just go around along the bottom edge of the horse? I, yeah, I think it looks like a diaper. It's just attached to the, to the back. I yeah. horse. I so that means the front legs like, are completely nude? Yeah. Lewd. <laughs> but there's no bits yeah. in the front of a... Anyway, Centaur's worries, I think, is Clearly really cool. Clearly this, this anime has a lot of questions that need answering. <laughs> and that's kind of the point of the of the manga and the show, is this person's built started just building this world, and for something that started out as like this lewd whatever, they dialed that back quite a bit to build out the rest of the world. And there's, it has its little moments. I'm worried I'm going to have to watch this. It's, anyway, Ian, please. Ian, you will you, not like what, this. What you, what, you are Ian. not going to like this. Okay, Ian, please tell me you picked something for summer. I did. I, I watched the show with Beej and said no a every, lot every, every time, time I saw the centaur. Every time the centaur came on screen and she saw the centaur's pants, she just went, no. <laughs> and I was like, I have to watch this by myself because I can't just keep I taking her saying no the entire goddamn time. I can't watch time. it. You won't look with me and you can't watch it. Well, you won't. Well, I mean, well, don't get me wrong. This show is also about drawing like really, really like cute schoolgirls as well. So, but one of them's a centaur. One of them's a centaur. I had a real <laughs> hard time this season. Yeah, what'd you come up with? Uh, Pico Taro no lullaby. <laughs> Uh, Pico Taro's Lullaby. You may know him as the Pen Pineapple Apple Man. Wow, that came out really good. Yeah, it did. <laughs> he, uh, and oh. apparently he's run out of Pen Pineapple Apple things to mash, mash up. So when he's not making commercials, they've allowed him to make this television series, which apparently takes classic fairy tales and Pico Taro's them. Which means him doing a lot of putting them on a stick and then stabbing them together. Weird, weird wordplay sort of things. Um, okay. I'm not sure how it's going to be, but they're all shorts, so it won't take me long to find out. 
Yeah, I, I heard the treatment was something like he starts with like a precy of what what the story is supposed to be mm -hmm. like. Then he creates the story. Then the animator has to like, or the director has to be like, all right, we turn this into a thing based on whatever. I mean, it's got that really weird art style and he's in it. Kind yeah, of flashy movement thing. I'm I'm down. I'm curious. Well, I'm. It's I don't have much this season to go off of. So it's this or find something from the back catalog, which is apparently allowed. It's our podcast, we're allowed to do what we want. Yep. All right. All right. I went with uh, another sports anime called uh, Kapeki Danchi Ayama Kun. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Kapeki Danchi. Uh, it's translated as Cleanliness Boy. Mm -hmm. It's about it's, soccer. It's, it's a comedy, which is generally not in my wheelhouse, but it is about a soccer player who is a germaphobe. And he is such a germaphobe that he will not play soccer. He will be in the middle of the field and not playing in order to stay clean. Hmm. Which really irritates uh, another guy on the on on the team because he he thinks he's being coddled. No surprises there. <laughs> people will will. He he has several different towels that he will only use once. Also, and he's such a beautiful boy that everyone is constantly cheering for him. Yeah. Girls will watch him wash his hands and, and talk about his lather technique. It's really odd. Um, but he also spends a lot of time cleaning all the soccer balls and disinfecting things. What I really like, though, is there's a guy on another team who wants... This uh, Ayamakun is so good at soccer, he wants him to come to his school and be on their soccer team. Mm -hmm. This man is not is completely incapable of talking without lifting up his shirt and showing off his abs, and flexing each individual ab. Yeah. Yeah. He okay. just, that's his. That's There's his no thing. reason. There's I'm, no reason for him to be doing I'm that. I'm not going to feign surprise anymore because you've already told me about this. But please <laughs> emphasize when you say he's completely incapable of. You mean he is literally never shown not pulling his top yeah, up. Yeah. Like like the camera will be on his face and you'll see his hand kind of near his face in a weird way and then the camera will will pan down and he's talking about how we need this guy on our soccer team. He has lifted up his shirt Means which was way back. Leads way back. He he will arch himself forward so that you can better see his abs. There's a quick clip coming up that shows his his abs oh, talking. Oh, I'm for it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just yeah, there ah, we go. Yeah, okay. pretty second. <laughs> All right. It's yeah. really funny. Way to bury the lead. The um, the th so for, first episode for for me, I watched. I'm like, this is really slow, and I don't like this at all. And and then I was like, well, I want to keep watching. I'm like, really? I mean, I like the abs guy and everything, but and we watched the second episode. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot faster than I thought. Okay, oh, yeah. I like, will enjoy this. Like he he he's really good at soccer, and he like. Oh, let's be fair. He, are they going to go to nationals? They already have been to nationals. <laughs> Aoyama yeah. Kun is so good. He plays on the under sixteen team, and and their yeah. team won. He he he'll he'll score a winning goal. Everyone will be like, "Yay!" and they'll try to hug him, and he'll dash out of the way, and he'll be like, "We can celebrate however you want, but do not hug me. That will get me dirty." <laughs> All right. My pick yep. is The Reflection, Wave 1, oh, which yeah. is a collaboration between Stan Lee what? and Studio Dean. <laughs> what? Lucky it looks Studio awesome. Dean. It, the basic premise is kind of just like superpowers are introduced all at once to oh, the okay. world, and it's just people trying to recover in America, uh, 
people just being like, what does this mean? Now there's superheroes and supervillains, I guess. Yeah. And, but like, look at that style. That's all you need. style's fantastic. It's, it's, it's like a comic book panel. Yeah. Also, it's, it's like, in America. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, there are a lot of American flags. Are you yeah. sure? Yep, might be some American flags happening in America there. This almost looks like Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, a little bit. In America. Yeah, no, <laughs> if but it's, it were it's, brighter, that, it's yeah. that comic book translated to screen mm -hmm. style. Yeah, it was and wild. Just, like, and Studio Dean, I I love deeply. Oh, so. yeah, really? They're just like, they've been such a workhorse. That's fair, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, And so this is like one of their big things now. Yeah. I hope that, I was successful. Like, I mean, seeing... Something with different animation, it's just, it's like, I mean, like Picotaro's Lullaby, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, this is actually kind of refreshing that more more animation companies are like, you know, why don't we just do something that looks different as mm -hmm. opposed to always trying to make the same looking thing. And Stanley gets to create some new characters for and once. And Stanley gets to narrate some trailers. Yep. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> he me, sure does. Stanley. Ooh, that I'm was Stan Lee. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, but that was for this trailer where it only happens in the middle. There are other trailers where he talks throughout them more. They're like ten minutes long, just him talking, and you don't know what the series is about once he's done talking. Yeah. Anyways, beach. Right. Because I've only done one so far for the new whatever. We're going to talk about Yokai Apato, or Apartment, no Yuga na Nichijo. Yokai Apartment. At least Yokai Apartment. This is what about the guy that moves to the haunted apartment? Yes. 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 This is a manga I've been reading. Another manga I've mm -hmm. been reading. Um, and I forgot actually how fun it was uh, in the beginning because it's uh, later in the manga, it's been a little more serious. Um, but yeah, it's a guy who moves into, he, he tries to move into a dorm at this other school because he doesn't want to live with his uncle because his parents are dead. And it's like, I don't want to live with my uncle's family because I don't want to be a burden on them. And the, the dorm burns down, so he moves into this apartment that's full of yokai and freaks him the hell out. But there's other like humans who live there as well. And they all get along, and it's fine, and he's just kind of trying to get used to that like in the first episode and then over the course of the several episodes there's going to be more and more stuff that goes on and eventually we discover that actually he has a little bit of hidden power himself that that's why this has kind of come so easy to him okay. but it's mostly just some some it's not like hidden power it's like and then i will become like the it's like no i can well, see these things and yeah it. and i can kind of help things and I maybe I can help like this there's a girl who's there who's an exorcist and I think he decides he's like maybe I should start using my power to be an exorcist too and it's about a kid who doesn't really have any direction and ends up in this this yeah, it, fun kind of place to it, be it actually. It kind of just feels like hey I moved out and now I'm in a foreign place with a lot of strange people and now I have to figure out how to interact with the world around me. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I liked I li it. I like the manga and actually really like how they've changed it into anime so far. So yeah check that out. Moving mm -hmm. on. I guess that means yeah. it's me. Uh, so now it's time for the gun to block. Yeah! Because uh, <laughs> I didn't realize... Well, we'll, we'll bring up the uh, the thing I'm actually going to talk about, which is Gundam... Kitosenshi Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam, Twilight Axis. Or Axis Twilight, I can never remember which. Here's a, fun, here's a fun fact. Yep. Instead of showing you a trailer, I'm just going to show you episode one. Because it doesn't make any sense anyway, and it's really short. <laughs> Does it have any audio? Uh, yes, it yeah. does. Okay. There is, there is audio. But, uh, yeah, I, I called the Gundam block because I just realized I do have a third pick, and I'm going to put it in here, too, because it's Gundam Thunderbolt. Oh, is Gundam back Thunderbolt. for another yes. season. Oh, it's, cool. If you'd like to hear my thoughts on that, about what it is, and why I'm excited for it, or how I liked it, see last episode. It's going to be more of the same. This, however, is another new Gundam UC series that's happening 
at the tail end of 0096, which is around the time of a Unicorn, if I remember correctly, it's about a team of, it seems, a team of researchers going back to Axis, the, uh, the in-space base that has changed hands numerous times over the, the, over the years. We don't know why they're going there. Apparently there is a Zaku 3 there for some reason. And there's a new Gundam. The episodes are seven minutes long. There are two of them now. I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but it seems cool and it's in-universe, so I'm going to keep watching it. It's got some really nice uh, Gundam battles, though, that are in the, mid in the midst of happening. Not in episode one. Mm. That happens in a dry cleaning shop. <laughs> uh, does this also take place in Edmonton, Alberta? No, it's not. This takes place in space. Okay. But it looks like, fun fact, there may be a, yet another new UC series coming soon uh, because there's a new crossover uh, or expansion novel slash manga that's being published called Blazing Shadow that's getting character designs from uh, Mikimoto. Okay. And uh, other big names doing the mechanical Please tell designs. me this is about Char. No. It's, it's, it, the one thing that makes it look like it might not be a new series, because it has high profile everyone working on it, but it doesn't have a recognizable actual Gundam in the series. Huh. It, takes, it focuses on a gym sniper. So that might, that might be coming be to TV at some point in the near future. Because I mean, Thunderbolt is so much about sniping. Exactly. So. But it does have a Gundam. Anyway, that's it for Ian's Gundam Corner. <laughs> Tune in next corner for more of that. Uh, Heather. Uh, okay, I my second pick was Izakai Shokudo, or Restaurant to Another World. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So this is by a studio called Silverlink. Never heard of it. And. Uh, it's a comedy, fantasy, it was also listed as a mystery, which I assume will happen later, because it did not really happen in the first two episodes. Uh, but it's about a chef who runs a Western cuisine restaurant, and there are doors to his restaurant in different worlds that only show up once a week on Saturday, essentially. And people come in, and so you'll get the you'll get like uh, there's a dragon who morphs into a human being. There's um, a girl who's a demon who ends up becoming a waitress uh, for him. There's um, like a treasure hunter, and just a variety of characters who come in. First time they come in, they don't know what this place is because it doesn't make sense. When he sees them so far, all I've seen is he's like, "Oh, you're from the other world, okay." Can you read the, what was it? The Eastern East, continent, yeah, a language. Yeah. yeah, cool. Here's a menu. And some of them are confused by the menu. Because they don't know why would there be a menu. I just ask for food and you bring me food. Yeah, and then they'll open it. And then most of the time they don't recognize anything that's on the menu. Mm -hmm. But they'll find like one thing that they like. And that's the thing that they order forever because they really like it. Or at least that's what I've seen for characters so far. Because food apparently in this other world is shitty. <laughs> And he makes amazing food, apparently. So, so the dragon one is really great because, for for one thing, she comes in. She's like, "I would like your beef stew. I will start with the plate." And she brings a big pot and puts it on the floor. And he gives her a plate. And then when she leaves, she also takes a giant pot and leaves with it of of this beef stew. And then he takes the pot that she brought to keep in the kitchen. Mm. 
and then when she gets back, she transforms back into a dragon, and so then the pot is like a lot tinier, and she just like sips food out of it with her. Tongue. <laughs> Sticks her tiny tongue, like this this tongue into it, and just takes up little sips of it. It's super cute. I mean, and she is like also the, when the dragon changes into a lady, she is very nude and very voluptuous, and, and the camera likes to show it. And is sitting in all of sorts of ways to, to en enhance all the shots of her being whatever, but not actually nude, but she is totally it's, nude. It's it's fine. It's just like, I feel like they overdid it a little uh, bit. <laughs> waste of my time. <laughs> but, but, but like, I, and I was the one arguing to Heather. It's kind of like, but it doesn't really matter because, yes, she's a dragon. She's sexy, whatever, great. And yes, they spent a lot of time on it. I think that was because it was the first episode they're trying to keep viewers. I, I hate I just, that, though. I know. I just, you know, I saw that she was nude. Great. You didn't need to show me a over shot of her her legs with her moving them back and forth. Like, oh, I might see something that you haven't drawn. Yeah. <laughs> like, we might forget this is animated. Yeah. <laughs> so in Blue Blazes, there's a scene where Anna and another guy have a, a fight in, uh, or a wrestling match inside of a traditional Japanese bath, uh -huh. and they have to actually blur some. Yeah, there's some mosaicing over his junk because they're actually just in towels. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Nudity goes both ways, is what I'm saying. But this is it's, this is it's real really good. it's really good. It's it's like anime food is always drawn really well, and oh, yeah. and. I just, I, I don't know, I like the chef guy, I like how he's not perturbed by people who come in who are like, give me food now, and he's like, yeah, okay, here's your menu, and they're like, what? I'll come back in a second, you can tell me what you want to eat. <laughs> it's, well, and, and even beyond that, like, because I mean, I thought maybe the mystery part had to do with the fact that it's like, he is completely used to this idea. But in the first episode, we have no idea why stuff is happening this way, and I thought maybe that's the mystery thing, but they kind of give it all away then in the second episode, but there's probably more reasons as to why these doors exist in the first place. I think they might all be on the same world, but that's not clear. It might be all on different worlds, but he asks people about, can you read this certain language, and they get it. Um, but yeah, anim not only anime food being drawn really well, it's also, if you if you like listening to people talk about how good their food is, I mean, that happens. I ignore that part. because I try to ignore that part, too, because I'm but, getting a little uh, sick so of it. So I can stop but recommending Samurai Gourmet to you? There's, there's like, little stories going on with the characters. Like, the, the treasure hunter who finds the door and comes in um, is somebody who got a journal who knew another person who used to come in but who has passed away. And the chef knows that person and is like, oh, he also used to order this food. Okay, and then other people who are in the restaurant who don't know this person are like, oh, oh, there's a second one now. There's a what's second it? mincemeat cutlet now. Yeah, because that's what that she way. orders. So it's like now, now, now this person is the mincemeat cutlet. Yeah, and Aww. it's just kind of yeah. like really cute. Yeah, it's really it's a darling series. I really like it, <laughs> and I I like pretty anime food, and I get a little tired yeah, of hearing I, them describe it, but whatever, it's well, fine. <laughs> I don't like every anime that has food in it. Yeah, which you seem to. I end up always picking that stuff, and yet you're the one this time that picked the, the well, eating of food. Because this one was actually good. <laughs> Anyways, back to My Hero Academia. Yeah. So, in this part of the story, I've I've read past this still in the manga. Uh, it is about how heroes function in the world. Like, all of the students get internships at different hero agencies. Okay. And for training about like how to work on their image, how to do news interviews, how to safely protect bystanders. How to comb your hair. How to comb your hair. 
Not a joke. Uh, this is then, what I want about this show. And then they've introduced this character that's basically Spawn. Oh. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. run murdering heroes. We weirdly, that's the least interesting th part of the show. Yeah, he's just there. Yeah. It's just like, oh, the nitty gritty about like combing <coughs> your hair and hero character, main hero character, learning how to control his powers a little bit. Hmm. And then awful, horrible, evil enemies that just rip people apart. Hmm. Yeah. I, so yeah. I never watched Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z does not have a tone shift like this ever. No, no. But, but there was a scene that occurred in, I think, maybe this first or second episode of this particular... Oh, and you were like, this is what going Super yeah, Saiyan must have been this like. This must have been what it was like for people to watch Goha, uh, Goku. Goku go Super Saiyan for the first time. Mm. Just amazingly emotional. No, I think you were right, Gohan. Gohan's yeah, first maybe. Super Saiyan is probably more emotional than Goku's. Probably, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Anyways, I, scary man covered in hands. It's <laughs> does it yeah. does it feel like more of the same, or does it feel like no, we've actually like there's been a major it's shift. Still focusing on all of the characters yeah. and the things they've revealed as important to themselves are coming into play, like the super Boy Scout man who's like. His motivation is that his brother is a hero, and he wants to be like his brother, but mm. his brother gets attacked by the hero killer. Mm. And so, you know, dealing with revenge versus hero job versus trying to be like my brother versus this hero killer that you learn his motivation as well. Mm. Like, he's not just randomly targeting people. He's got a specific grudge. Mm. If, if, if by more of the same, you mean the plot is relentless and, will, and does not... Waste just, like, time. Everything that's happening is always important yeah. all of the time. Okay. Yeah. But you, you, there are things where the the villain will show up with his his sudden new crew of improved minions, mm -hmm. and in most anime you'll say, "Oh, well, they, they, we see his new minions." Well, I guess we'll have to wait till the end of this season for the final matchup of these new minions. No nope, fight starts. New part. Yeah, immediately. These ah. these are now in play. Hmm. Yeah. That episode. Hmm. That's hmm. cool. Yeah. Breach. Uh, Tsude Zude Children. Ah, uh, yeah. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, this is, this started as, uh, I'm not going to get the whole name right, Wakabayashi Tomiya's uh, four-panel comics, which just kind of a thing it was called, and then eventually got serialized into a manga called Tsude Zude Children, um, and it is a manga I'm reading, because it is, his, his thing is, I'm going to do a bunch of four-panel comics about kids, like a high school kids, uh, distinct personalities talking to each other, and clearly there's like, um, they're they're supposed to be confessing, or they're supposed to end up in a relationship together, or something like that. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to write the characters in a way that it's really awkward and really really funnily awkward watching them try to confess to each other and constantly miss each other, um, and. And it's all different kinds of characters, and it's like, oh, well, that seems like the, a kind of an old joke, and maybe you get tired of it, and maybe you would, but I sure don't. How awkward is it? It's, uh, it's what, so there's a... Teenage awkward. It's teenage awkward. It's not like awkward, I don't think, in the sense where it's like, like, um, where you're like, oh, that's, oh, that was a bad idea. It's more of a thing where you're watching, you're like, oh, that's super cute, oh, you don't really, mm, okay, you know, it's cute, you know, is what it is. Okay. It's cute awkward, I think. Beach really likes it. I thought it was boring. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. I'm like, if it's just this constant missing... 
He the the yeah. thing that I've really liked about it as, as manga wise too though is that he's essentially he's assembled about a stable of about forty different characters, and he continues to build their stories up and their the relationships they have with each other as well. It's like a lot of them are from you know year two class four, so. Uh, you start to see how they relate that way, but then there's some of them who are like year three students, and some of them are like year one students, and it's just, I I really like the manga, and so this is another thing where it's like, I want to see how this translates into anime, and I actually really like how they've done it so far. I I hope they keep it up, because there's other characters I want to see, like, like there's, there's the student council president, who is constantly giving the one delinquent character, giving her a hard time, um, and... You know, I watch it now and I'm kind of like, oh yeah, that's how they met. That is actually maybe not okay, the shit that he did. But I'm like, but I know what comes later, so I'm used to it. So I'm used to it. Um, your mileage might vary, but yeah. I really thought it was I, cute. I'll also point out I don't typically like a lot of anime that's based off of Hyun Kamal. Yeah. yeah. So... I mean, so Azamanga Dayo notwithstanding. I, I, no, actually, I did not care much for Azamanga Dayo. Oh. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just, Nichijo is probably the only one that I really like. Because Nichijo is perfect and yeah. beautiful. But, but Azamanga Dayo is, is okay. Was not your, it's was not, it? it wasn't my jam. Okay. Azamanga Dayo is like less polished than Nichijo, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Ian, do you have anything else? I had a hard time the this season. Gundam, things, Gundam Corner, the last. Gundam Corner bits? was the last stuff that I had. Any transformable robots? Right. The last interest I had in this season. Eighteen if. That is what it's called. If it's, what? If what, Heather? It's, Something it's, about dreams. It's, it's by Gonzo. Yeah, it is about dreams, actually. Um, it's. I don't know if I'm gonna in, end up enjoying this one or not. I watched the first episode this morning, and. I, I liked it enough that I might go through with it, but... It looks like there's a giant Tremors monster, and that doesn't seem like your jam. There's, there's, there's a dream world where witches exist. Witches are people who essentially exist in the real world, but they have Sleeping Beauty Syndrome, so they, they're not waking up. Mm -hmm. And this guy finds himself in this place. Uh, there's a... A guy who looks like a cat. He calls it an avatar, so it feels very like hack sign to me. Or like in a summer lot of ways. wars. Not like summer wars. Mm. More more hack sign. More okay. video gamey. Mm -hmm. Um. But I don't know. I really I really liked the animation, and I enjoyed the him walking through this place, and then uh, the the guy who. Um, who who looks like a cat is like no if you die in your dreams you die in real life and he's just like nah it's just a dream I can do whatever I want he gets his arm cut off and and he's fine in the end so he might really know more than when than Catman but I don't know it it kind of appealed to me I don't I don't know if it will continue to appeal to me in like four episodes but so it sounds a little bit like Persona almost with the sort of dream world and yeah I mean the... there's there's kind of a genre of anime of like oh, there's people in this video game world or this dream world or this other world and they also exist in reality. He discovers them. Is he trying to bring them back? I've only seen the first episode and so far it's just been... He this walks through, just setting now. He oh, walks yeah. through like a red door and if he wants to get out, he needs to walk through a blue door and he helps uh, this person who... She's a witch, and she's playing around, and then you find out that 
essentially she got she got hurt by uh, a boy who asked her out and she said yes and then turned out it was a joke and she was supposed to say no and he had a bet going on that and a whole bunch of kids came out and laughed at her for accepting that mm -hmm. and so i'm not too clear if whether or not it's just like she if you have a problem and you go to sleep and you don't wake up it's because you don't want to interact with the world around you which i'm kind of hoping for because i do like series that deal with that kind of mm. stuff but i don't know yet because i've only seen the first episode mm. but i mean gonzo is sometimes quite good they make very pretty things and very smart things too sometimes anything left beach i do mm -hmm. i have one left uh zanen ona kanbu Black General Sen. Sun. Black General Sun. Godspeed, you we Black have, General Sen. We have Sen. no footage for this because there's no footage. It's a, it's only a, it's only a OVA, I think, is what they're getting. So it's um, it's another manga I'm reading. The story is about the. It, it's set in a superhero universe kind of thing, and the and Black General Sun. She is the one of the bad guys, and she has minions and stuff. And she meets up with the hero who's I can't remember his name. It's like Hitman or Punchman or something like I that. I think it was Hitman. I think it's Hitman. But what, it, what it, his thing is that he he punches people. Fistman. It could be. I forget the thing. But um, but the idea is essentially that she falls in love with him. And then starts scheduling fights with him so she can try to build up more of a relationship with him. Um, despite the fact that she knows that she has to constantly lose to him, but she knows that as the general, like there's the big bad guy. Um, it's like, you know, it's like I am his general and so I am going to be out there and try to fight you. But I also know that I want to lose to you because I want to, you know, I don't want to destroy you because I'm in love with you. And, and she's really bad at masking that. And he knows that that she and he finds it really awkward because he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to have a fight with you. I don't want to get into fights with you. He's like, how? no, come on, let's have a fight. And it's like, I don't really want to do that because it's awkward. But how much of the manga have you read? Oh, about like five, six chapters, I think. Okay, because the 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 OVA thing was only listed as a comedy, so I don't think romance is going to get very far. No, it's not. It's an OVA <laughs> that's just basically meant to to uh, showcase the manga. I think that's all it's really. If for. it's a romance, it's never supposed to actually be resolved, and it can still be there. Yeah. So yes. it's just it's a comedy, is what it is. But I'm looking forward to seeing that. Hmm. Anything else? Anyone? No. All right. Thank you all for listening to Anno Annie our seasonal preview and review of the previous season of the previous season if you like what we are doing please support us on patreon patreon.com slash loading ready run and see you all again in the future Bye. 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 Bye.